Fantasy Football Show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Week 13 of the NFL season is upon us, and for a lot of folks out there, it is a win-to-get-in situation Lots of leagues currently in the final week of their regular season because generally week 14 is the playoffs for the majority of leagues out there. So I know it is a very important week for you out there. 312-332-3776. I'm Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000, the fantasy football show, as you just heard in the open. We're here this morning to take your phone calls to help you navigate your fantasy football roster and hopefully find a solution for you as we hopefully embark upon the playoffs so we'll continue to do that throughout the entirety of the show here up until nine o'clock if you have a question again feel free to hit me up on twitter i'm at jeff underscore meller that's m-e-l-l-e-r you can also give us a call at 312-332-3776 and you can also watch us on twitch twitch at espn 1000 chicago follow us there you can uh, participate via the chat room there as well. All right, let's get after it. All the key injuries you need to be aware of right now for today's games. Now it's first and goal at the two. And here it is, Jacobs for the touchdown. Second touchdown of the game for Jacobs. So Josh Jacobs has been ruled out with an ankle injury, which means Devontae Booker steps in as the lead back for the Vegas Raiders. And I think for the most part, feel pretty comfortable saying I'm okay starting Devontae Booker in most formats. He's certainly uh, a safe running back two, pretty good flex option if you have the depth there. So Jacobs is out. Devontae Booker against the Jets. Give me all of that. Second down and three. Big hole. Edwards Alaire will take it to the end zone. What a debut for this guy. And he's over 100 yards. That's 102 yards on a 27-yard touchdown run. Now, this one's a little bit tricky. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire missed the last few practices for the Chiefs with the flu. Now, Ian Rappaport reported last night, or I'm sorry, this morning that last night, Edwards-Hilaire was feeling much better on Saturday night, and so the expectation was that he would be available. But again, that is the Sunday night game, which is why you heard the L. Michaels highlight there. So that one gets a little bit tricky. I feel pretty good that Edwards Alaire should be in the lineup. Hopefully you've got some alternatives to turn to in the event that he's not able to go. You do have the additional uh, two games after the Sunday nighter that we're not accustomed to. You have the Washington football team at Pittsburgh on Monday night at 4 o'clock tomorrow. You've also got Buffalo at San Fran. And then on Tuesday, don't forget, the Cowboys are at the Baltimore Ravens. So you've hopefully got a few options to turn to in the event that Edwards Alaire cannot go. But again, there's some positive news from Ian Rappaport that he's feeling better than he has the last couple days. And if you own Edwards Alaire, I... I don't know how you get away from him 
you, you're going to have to be loaded at the running back spot to really consider turning away from him. First and goal at the one, and Swift scores his first NFL touchdown. And the Lions break the field goal string by getting a touchdown here with 19 seconds remaining in the first half. Taking advantage of a 14-second offensive sequence by the Bears in their own territory moments earlier. Uh, we should have known. That was, a, that was a precursor if ever I saw one. The offense against the, uh, the Bears offense against the Lions earlier this season. Of course, the Bears host the Lions in their second matchup today at Soldier Field. DeAndre Swift has been downgraded. That happened yesterday. Downgraded to doubtful. So you'd have to assume that he's probably highly unlikely to play. So if you're a Swift owner, obviously it, you're going to have to check the inactives, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be available for the Lions. Good spot for the Bears in addition to DeAndre Swift being downgraded. We also know that Kenny Galladay has been ruled out. He was ruled out on Friday. So the offense for the Lions is certainly going to be it's going to have difficulties moving the ball, probably a heavy dose of Adrian Peterson yet again, you know, and he is, you know, he's capable, but certainly not explosive like he was back in the day. Marvin Jones obviously sees a bit of a uptick in value with Kenny Galladay out. But if you can avoid, if you were on the fence about whether or not you should start Matthew Stafford, I would try and look at some alternatives because I don't love Stafford against the Bears defense without his two most explosive players for the Bears. Allen Robinson is expected to be available, which is great news for the Bears because obviously their offensive success is generally predicated on him playing well. That game is at noon, so don't forget, I will be hosting the postgame show with Howard Griffith as soon as that game wraps up. We do that every every day after a Bears, uh, after a Bears game goes final. So we're here for two hours Bears-Lions today at noon, so probably around 3.15, 3.30. Howard and I will be on ESPN 1000 taking your calls and instant reaction to the Bears-Lions game, so make sure you're here with us for that as well. And they get it in here on a second down and goal. Catch is made. Connor breaks a tackle, and Connor will take it in. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. This one's a little tricky, and probably, if you were reading the tea leaves, doesn't seem like James Connor's going to be available so I think you're probably safer if you're contemplating going with Benny Snell as his replacement. If you have Benny Snell, it seems likely. But again, James Conner was on the COVID list, still currently is. And so we don't get a whole lot of information. Guys can come off the list, you know, fairly abruptly. And so I do think you have to make sure if you're if you're not a Conner owner and you're trying to use Benny Snell, just be aware there is the possibility Conner has not been ruled out completely and so make sure that you're aware that you've got some options to turn to in the event that Connor is available on Monday night. Again, doesn't seem like that's a possibility, but don't completely rule it out. Don't just assume that Benny Snell is going to get all the carries. Ben Roethlisberger listed as questionable with a knee injury. He generally plays when he's on the injury report with, with, a, with a questionable tag. But I just want to make people aware that that, uh, that did come down. And so make sure you have an alternative to Ben because you don't want to take a zero at the quarterback position, obviously, in the event that he cannot go on Monday against Washington. They've got the extra lineman in. Here's Gaskin, and he walks in for the touchdown. The Miami Dolphins off to a red-hot start in Santa Clara. All right, so Miles Gaskin has been activated off of injured reserve, which I think is... 
probably a flex play for most folks, especially in PPR scoring. He's generally good for four, four to five catches. I think the Dolphins will probably put him in to the lead back role. Now, maybe there'll be a little bit more rotation than they normally do because generally the Dolphins have liked to go with a featured back for the most part. Maybe returning from injury, his reps will be somewhat limited, but in PPR formats, I feel pretty good about getting Gaskin in that RB2 flex slot out there. Also, it looks like Tua will be their starter, so if you're... If you're really desperate and you're looking for a quarterback, it's not a terrible match. It's actually a pretty good matchup against the Bengals' defense. And without Joe Burrow under center, you have to wonder what the Bengals are going to be able to do offensively. It, you know, And that's always just a great setup for the opposition, the opposing offense. And if the Bengals can't move the ball, you could certainly see the Dolphins having a field day with the uh, point total there. So, uh, Miles Gaskin returning from injured reserve for the Dolphins. Jones on the keep. And Daniel Jones showing his legs, showing his speed, and Jones into the end zone for the touchdown! 34 yards for Daniel Jones, and the Giants strike first. Ah, so there's one where Daniel Jones actually did not trip on his own feet as he was trying to break away for a long touchdown run. But Daniel Jones did injure his hamstring last week. Uh, It was pretty apparent, I think, fairly early in the week that he was not going to be able to go. It's official Colt McCoy will start for the Giants today. And for me, I don't want to use my Giants if I don't have to. Unfortunately, Colt McCoy is not really a serviceable NFL quarterback. It could be a fairly ugly day for the Giants offensively, or at least I would if I had to bet. That's the that's the way I'm leaning. So if you're somebody who is relying on Evan Engram, perhaps, who had a nice day last week, I'd be a little concerned about using him with Colt McCoy under center today. I know the... the um, Matchup looks pretty enticing against the Seattle secondary, but the Seahawks have actually been better as of late defensively. So uh, just another reason why I would certainly steer clear of most of your Giants offensive skill players. Wayne Gallman might be the one guy because of the running back position who you're considering, who we may have a discussion about depending on your options. But again, I just hate going with players who are relying on quarterbacks who struggle to move the ball. Fourth and three. Meanwhile, they better get the snap here because the play clock is at one. They do. Off they go. Catches may get the first and a lot more. Julio Jones out in front. He's going to go all the way. Touchdown. So some good news. Julio Jones is expected to play today along with Todd Gurley. So the Atlanta Falcons will have their offensive firepower available against the Saints today at home. So the Falcons, you know, I know a lot of people get skittish about using Julio. I would say there was a report, I believe, on Wednesday that he was out there pretty much pain-free. So if you're a Julio owner, you know, unless you're playing in a two-wide receiver league, I probably have a hard time not using him, just the explosive ability that he gives you. Now, it can be, you know, you can get mixed results when he's returning from injury. We saw one game earlier this year against the Packers where he actually left the game early after returning. And then we saw another game where he returned from the hamstring injury and went absolutely nuts. I believe he had his uh, best game of the season after returning from an injury. So if I, in the leagues I have Julio Jones, I'm committed to using him. The second down and one. And a handoff here to David Johnson. And David Johnson looking for the end zone, and he gets in there. So the first score of the season, which looked as if it belonged 
to Demarcus Robinson on Kansas City's last drive instead goes to the Houston Texans on a 19-yard run by one of the new Texans. Tyler, you had to dig up the opening uh, touchdown of the season for David Johnson, huh? Uh, you know what's crazy? It's we're at that point now where the clock's starting to tick a little bit, and I can't believe that was 13 weeks ago now. Uh, it, it does. It's some, in some ways, it does just feel like yesterday. In other ways, it feels like it was three years ago. David Johnson has three total touchdowns on the season, uh, and he was. The reports are that he looked great at practice this week. So there's another running back option for you, especially without Will Fuller now, who's been, if you missed it, suspended for the season because of performance enhancing drugs, a failed test. So what does that mean for Deshaun Watson? I think if you were relying on Deshaun Watson, you pretty much have to keep him in the lineup. Brandon Cooks maybe sees some. Uh, a boost in his value. But outside of that, I'm probably getting away from most of my Texans. If you're a Watson owner, though, I think um, you probably still have to keep rolling with him unless you've got a really good alternative. Otherwise, um, Cooks does see a, a boost in value. And so maybe the biggest maybe maybe the biggest thing coming out of Fuller's suspension is the fact that you feel a little more comfortable using Brandon Cooks. Wentz keeps it. Looking, firing, end zone, he's got a touchdown. That time it's the other tight end, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz will return for the Eagles today. So what does that mean for Dallas Goddard? Because I think most people who have, chances are the tight end position, the way it is, if you have Zach Ertz on your roster, you're going to plug him right back into your lineup and happily use him just because it's been such a wasteland at the tight end spot same thing, though, with Dallas Goddard. I still expect Dallas Goddard actually to be the more productive tight end. And so if you're choosing between the two, Goddard versus Ertz, Goddard, before his injury, actually seemed like he had, in some ways, usurped Ertz as the primary receiving option for the Eagles. And you saw it again uh, on Monday when they played the Seahawks, is that Goddard has some big playability. And I think I would prefer Dallas Goddard over Zach Ertz at this point in the season. And unless I see something from Zach Ertz this week to show me that he is clearly back to, you know, 2018, 2019 form, I'm going to continue to use Dallas Goddard for the most part throughout the season. All right, so there's all the key injuries that you need to be aware of. We'll probably sprinkle in a few more throughout the show. But now's your turn. 312-332-3776. Any fantasy football dilemma you have, hit us up now, and we will roll through them when we come back. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. is breaking news powered by points bet sportsbook on chicago's home for sports espn 1000 and the espn chicago app so this just came down and it is good news for fantasy owners lamar jackson is expected to come off of the covid list for tuesday's game so if you're a lamar owner and you are in doubt good news because that dallas cowboys defense is a very good matchup for the baltimore ravens which means that uh, Lamar Jackson owners can probably breathe a little bit easier 
knowing now that they can feel pretty confident that Lamar is going to be available on Tuesday when Adam Schefter reports that it's generally a positive. So I would think that uh, if you're a Lamar Jackson owner and you were on the fence, looks like you can go ahead and wait it out because Schefter is reporting that Lamar Jackson expected to be removed from the COVID list for the Tuesday game. I am Jeff Miller here on the Fantasy Football Show, and let's go on out to the phones and see what uh, problems you have. Let's try Jason, who's in Addison. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Mr. Miller. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I'm stuck in this dilemma with my QBs. I have Matt Ryan or I have Big Ben, but I also have the option to pick up Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky Oof. for today. No, 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 no. Let's stay away from Mitch. He can, uh, you know, the, the, the floor on Mitch is very low, and so, you know, I understand the running... It certainly makes him a better fantasy option than Nick Foles, but yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not trusting any key games to Mitch as a fantasy player. For okay. me, I will say I'm le- I would prefer to go with Ben now. And again, I, I said it from the outset; he's listed as questionable. I, I guess, do you have an alternative to go with in the worst case scenario, and we find out tomorrow that Ben is not going to start? Uh, no, just Matt Ryan and Big Ben. But I could pick up I could pick up Rudolph if if Ben doesn't play. Or even to that point, what I would say is I would suggest Jason. I would I would start Ben. And if you find out if we find out for some reason tomorrow morning that Ben is actually not going to start for the Steelers, which again I I, I expect him to probably play, but because he's got the questionable tag, I always want to make sure I'm uh, ready in advance. I would go ahead and make sure you grab if he's available, maybe Nick Mullins who has a Monday night game, that would be my preference, is to have someone like Mullins in your back pocket. Or you can even, worst case scenario, turn to Andy Dalton as well, if he's available. But I would start Ben and then, but grab one of those guys today, because a lot of times what happens, Jason, is you'll see, you'll lose the the roster flexibility once the games start. So that's where you have to make sure you get ahead of it and think through your roster decisions. Make sure that Mullins and or Andy Dalton is on your roster, and you don't have to figure out, oh, I don't have anybody to drop other than Ben because all the all the games have started. So you just want to make sure the guys don't get locked into your roster. That's how you want to play that. Let's try Steve, who's in Tinley Park. Hey, Steve, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing, buddy? Very well. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm a, a Leo grad. I know you're Lawrence, but I need some help here. Uh, that's all right. I won't hold it against you, Steve. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, what do you got? We both have the Irish Christian brothers. But, yes. Uh, Rogers or Wilson? Yeah, so go ahead. Sorry, you're breaking up there, a little Steve. Uh, I'll I'll toss on hold though. Uh, you know, I I'm going to use this. I mean, you're in a really good position to have both guys all year, and I, Aaron Rodgers is just locked in now. This is one of those situations where it's tough. We're past the trade deadline, and this this advice isn't really going to help you right now for this season, Steve. I would use Aaron Rodgers today, but. When you're in a position where you've got two of the elite quarterbacks, the clear, you know, two of the clear elite quarterbacks that season, you really have to make sure you make a concerted effort, I think, to trade one and upgrade at a position of need. Um, it's, look, it's not a terrible thing to have both guys, but what's going to happen more times than that is you're, you, you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to figure out week in and week out which guy is to play for you. And, you know, no, there's nothing more maddening than watching a guy like Russell Wilson on your bench because, he goes for five touchdowns, but clearly Aaron Rodgers had the better matchup. Like for me, it's not worth the headache to carry two stud quarterbacks on your roster all season. You, you have to before the trade line make the move and get off of one of them just to, so that you don't drive yourself crazy all year long. Today, I'd use Aaron Rodgers. He just feel he just looks like he's locked in. That Packers offense is humming, um, and against the Eagles, who you know have their 
own offensive struggles. I think they're just going to have a field day. I would uh, use Aaron Rodgers today. Let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Good morning, Dave. Hey, Jeff. How are you this morning? Pretty good. Hey, I lost Will Fuller, so I picked up Kiki Cutie. I have a flex, PPR flex. I need to start one of these four. Cutie, Hunt, White, or Boyd. Okay, so, you know, I feel pretty pretty good. Kareem Hunt, for me, is on a whole other level above those other guys. Uh, Boyd, you know, without... Joe Burrow under center. I, I just don't trust him at this point right now. And so when anyone give, I, I, for the most part, anybody who's been asking me, hey, how do you feel about Boyd? I've been, you know, basically saying, what are your alternatives? Because unless you're, you know, you know, you're at the bottom of the barrel, I'm, I'm just not going to trust him. However, Dave, I will say if it did come down like and I've given you the answer, obviously, with Kareem Hunt. But if it came down to, OK, am I playing Kiki Kuti? Or Boyd, then then at that point, that's the one situation where I'm not trusting Kiki Cutie at this point in his career. He's had too many opportunities. There was a time a couple of years back when he popped for one game, but I, I, there's at this point, I think the only guy you can feel good about starting in the Texans passing game is Brandon Cooks, and maybe if you're desperate, Jordan Aikens gives you an option as a tight end without Will Fuller going forward, but you know you can't trust Kiki Cutie at this point in the year without having seen him do anything, so I would use, uh, but for you, I feel pretty easy, Kareem Hunt, no worries at all. Let's try Dave, who's an Elgin. Hey, Dave. Hey, Jeff. Um, Dilemma today. I have. Uh, I'm going for second place in my league. It's a standard league, and I need one of these uh, three receivers: it's, um, Higgins, Perryman, or Pittman. All right, Dave. You know what? This is. Uh, believe it or not, they're all kind of you know in that 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 wide receiver three territory where you can, you know, pick one out of the hats and be right or wrong. I actually think I would use Brashard Perryman. He's he's they've been they've been using him with deep shots. He's looked he's looked pretty good as of the last uh, couple of games. And you know Higgins is kind of like I said with the with the uh, Tyler Boyd same same situation for him. So don't love using Higgins right now, even though you know he's still been somewhat productive. I just don't feel great about the Bengals offense, and I think we could be they're not going to be Broncos bad with uh, Quentin Hint, uh, with Hinton under center, but you know I I think that's I just I, it scares me to use any Bengals skill players. So and then Pittman, he's just not getting enough volume to really feel comfortable. About comfortable about using him if you've got some other guys i you know i don't like jets uh options generally dave but of this situation perryman's looked pretty good the last couple weeks so i think i would use him and it's not just that he's looked good but they're they're taking deep shots to him down the field so it feels like it's only a matter of time until they finally connect on a couple of those going forward let's try max who's in downers grove hey max you're on the fantasy football show what's up i got i need three out of the four in a ppr league miles gaskin um, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, Brandon Cooks, or Wayne Gallman. Okay, those are all pretty good uh, options there, Max. And I would use Michael Thomas, especially in the PPR format. Hard for me to get away from him. I understand Taysom Hill was not throwing the ball much last week, but that was just a product of the situation. Sean Payton came out and ex- basically said, "Hey, it was not your week. To, it's not your week to shine. We're just going to take care of business and get out of here with a win because they knew the Broncos were in such a mess." Uh, with their offense, so uh, I don't don't worry about that at all, Max. Lock Mike Thomas in. I would use Miles Gaskin and Brandon Cooks over Wayne Gallman, especially because Wayne Gallman not not featured as heavily in the passing game. And with Colt McCoy under center today, I'm concerned about 
the Giants being able to put points up on the board. Wayne, Wayne Gallman's real um, reason for uh, productivity has been the fact that they've featured him at the goal line. He's been able to score quite a few touchdowns. I am concerned, though, with Colt McCoy under center today that uh, that is going to be a struggle for them. Let's try Patrick, who's in Schaumburg. Hey, Pat. Hey, bud. Listen, I got it's really a two part question because I got loaded at running back. So I need two running backs, but then it, the flex player depends on it. So I have Booker, Taylor, Hunt, Mostert, and Hines. And the flex, I got Tanyan sitting in there right now. All right. So Booker, Taylor, Hunt, and Mostert are the running backs, right? Right. Yeah. So like I mentioned, yeah, I feel I, I would, of the three, I think I want to go Booker, Mostert, and Hunt. And I'm going to steer you away from Jonathan Taylor today, although I can certainly see him getting in the mix going forward. But uh, I like the other three options a little bit more today. So I would I would use those two and then uh, whichever one you want as your flex there. You don't think Tunyon? Tunyon's been pretty solid. He has, but you know what? Almost every week. Yeah, but you know what? Like, it, the, he was never even – the way I play it is – you can't consider tight ends, especially like you're right. Tunyon has had a few weeks where he's looked good, and certainly Bears fans saw him break free for that touchdown. But you know, there he there's been a, there was a long stretch during the year when I actually thought you know he had a he had two really good games back to back early in the season, and I thought he was actually going to be a bit more of a focal point in the offense. And Aaron Rodgers is just so good; he doesn't need to rely on any one player and. Tanyan, it's kind of you know playing whack-a-mole, trying to guess which week he's going to go off. I, I feel like I'm playing the guys who I know are going to be good for ten plus touches. Tanyan, he's he's there's been a few weeks where he's been shut out, so I would just be concerned that if you use Tanyan, if he doesn't score the touchdown for you, you know, he it could be you know staring at you know a pretty low number from him. Thanks, Mallory. You the man. No problem. Thanks for calling, Patrick. Appreciate it. He drops off, leaves a line open for you. 312-332-3776. Let's sneak a quick one in before the break here. Our loyal listener, Mike, is in Mount Prospect. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Hey, Jeff. How are you? Uh, what are, where is Lawrence High School? I'm not familiar Saint, with it. St. Lawrence is in Burbank, Illinois. Oh, okay. Because uh, I'm in the, the, the one of my two leagues is uh, Notre Dame High School League. Uh, and... Uh, I'm ten and two in this league, and it's the worst ten and two team you've ever seen. It's the worst <laughs> in history. I mean, I was the number nine pick. I had uh, my two picks were Drake and and, and uh, Mixon. Now, I'll tell you, I don't know how I'm doing this, but anyways, you just, you're just finding a way, Mike. Hey, don't apologize. Oh, I mean, it's, it's ha- half of it's from you and the, and, and your uh, your team here. But uh, I've got a PPR league. Uh, not not anything great here, but I've got Wayne Gallman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm nervous too with Colt as a quarterback, but he's at Seattle, and then I've got. Duke Johnson, who, you know, with Dave Johnson coming back, but I think they need to have, with, with Will Fuller out, they're going to be passing a lot, so I, I don't know which one to go with. Yeah. I, I, I and, and this is general, Mike, uh, this is this is always happens to me is, uh, you know, I give, I give folks the long layout as to why I don't want to play a guy, and then, you know, Generally, there's always a caller later in the show who gives me an option who I who I would go. You know what? I prefer <laughs> sure. I prefer Wayne Wayne Gallman, and in this situation, I, I do because you know as much as I I do think the Giants probably struggle to move the ball. You know, Duke Johnson. I I don't know what the status is for him now that David Johnson's going to return. Certainly, right. he's he's you know a uh, possibility in the passing game, but like when you're reduced to that role, it always concerns me. So I do think you'll probably see Wayne Gallman go for 15-plus touches today, so I, I guess I'm going to bet on the volume there. Okay, buddy. Thanks right. so very much, Jeff. Thank you, Mike. 
All right, 312-332-3776, the fantasy football show here on ESPN 1000 every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. The playoffs are upon us next week. Are there any defenses you should be grabbing today before they start? We'll, we'll discuss that next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. All right, so as the fantasy football playoffs approach... Playoffs? You have to ask yourself, am I happy with my defense, my team defense? Should I be carrying two? If you have the roster flexibility, if you're not... If you're not locked in with a bunch of handcuffed running backs, you know, or, you know, maybe if you're not rolling with uh, streaming your like a two quarterback system that you've been rolling with all year long. I definitely advise as you enter the playoffs, make sure you grab a second defense so that, and look ahead weeks, 14, 15 and 16. That's what we're concerned about. You want to see where you can find uh, an edge around the fringes. And the defense is one of those spots where if you're carrying two and you look ahead, especially in this week before the playoffs start next week, get ahead of it. Look at what, defenses are out there that you would feel pretty good about starting now the cleveland browns are the one that jumps off the page for weeks 15 and 16 the browns have the new york giants in week 15 and the new york jets in week 16 so that is a defense that is widely available especially without miles garrett they've been dropped in quite a few leagues the browns is a defense that you probably want to grab today for the playoffs if you make it through to weeks 15 and 16 the texans the Texans are, are a stronger play next week when they have the Bears, and that's just a product of the Bears quarterback situation. So they have uh, the Bears week 14. They haven't been a very good defense, but again, I'll pick on whatever bad quarterbacks I can, and the Bears are certainly in that situation. And then in week 16, the Texans have the Cincinnati Bengals, which we've talked about already earlier in the show. And then finally, I think another defense that is out there and available and looks intriguing is the Seattle Seahawks. Week 14, they've got the Jets. Week 15, they've got Washington football team. It gets a little bit dicier in week 16 when they've got the Rams. But if you're, this is why you're carrying two when you get to the playoffs. You want to have an alternative, look ahead, and basically mix and match. Find out which defense, okay, who am I going to use in 14, 15, 16? All right, if I grab the Seahawks, you know, and I don't want to use them in week 16, I have to make sure I've got a defense that I feel good good with in week 16 that uh, has a pretty good option that maybe isn't as strong like maybe if you can get the if you can go with the Texans Seahawks combo you can pick on the Bengals the Jets and Washington in your playoff run so just keep go look at the schedules today make sure you're planning it out and get ahead of it that way you don't have to be chasing defenses on the waiver wire when all your opponents are thinking the same thing next week I'm Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000, the fantasy football show with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. You can call us at 312-332-3776. And if you'd like to participate in the Twitch chat room, you can do so as well. We're at ESPN 1000 Chicago. 
That's where Tyler Aki is manning the chat room. Tyler, what do we have inside the Twitch room? All right, let's start with a running back question here. Standard League, Devontae Booker or Miles Gaskin? I'm going to go ahead and use Booker, especially in standard scoring without the PPR bump. I think Devontae Booker's matchup against the Jets today is very enticing without Josh Jacobs. We talked about that at the top of the show Without Jacobs in the lineup, Booker is going to probably see 20 touches. And Miles Gaskin, it's a little bit of an unknown. I think he'll be, I think, as I said earlier, I think Gaskin's going to be the main back for the Dolphins. But until we see it on the field, we do have to be, we do have to play it a little bit cautiously. Okay, so we got, well, not news, but it's leaning more like Tua Tungavailoa is going to be in the starting lineup today. Do you like Tua in your lineup or would you rather have Derek Carr? I'm going to go ahead and use Carr over against the Jets there. I think the points are going to be there for the Raiders to have. And Tua, just because it's a situation where he hasn't been great for fantasy purposes. And you do wonder, you know, uh, if he will uh, be a little bit more reluctant to run, which is really what you're, you know, if you have that ability, that's what makes you such a valuable fantasy asset. And I just, you're always a little concerned about quarterbacks coming back from injury when running is one of the things that makes them valuable. Let's see it before we uh, go with him. Derek Carr, I think you can feel pretty safe about um, the points that are going to be scored for the Raiders today. All right, so here's a little bit of a dilemma. In a standard league, this person needs to pick up a kicker this week, and they have a bunch of backup running backs on the roster. All right, Tyler, you're going to waste the listeners' time with kicker questions. Duke Johnson, Zach Moss, Jamal Williams, or Benny Snell? Probably Duke Johnson of those guys. The reason, the the reason being that the other options, if for whatever reason, Benny Snell is certainly somebody you could start. You know, tomorrow, if uh, assuming James Conner does not come off the COVID list, so it it just comes down to guys who, who are guys I could see myself using as a starter almost as a no brainer if I know they're going to be the the featured back and all those other guys you mentioned come ahead of uh, Duke Johnson in the pecking order. So I'd probably be willing to cut ties with him. All right. Uh, Let's see. We've got uh, another running back question. PPR, Wayne Gallman or David Johnson? Yeah, let's use David Johnson, as we've talked about a lot with Gallman today. Concerned about Colt McCoy under center. And David Johnson, I think, especially in PPR scoring, um, generally plays well to him. Although, as I think about it, certainly Duke is going to cut into that action. But I, I just don't like Gallman's... Uh, opportunity today with uh, with Colt McCoy under center. Let's uh, all right back to the phone lines. Let's try. Let's go on out to Chris, who's hanging out in Michigan. Hey, Chris, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's going on, Jeff? Love the show, man. Thank you. All right, I've got a uh, QB question: uh, Kyler Murray or Josh Allen? I'm going to say I would use Josh Allen against the Niners today. The one thing that Kyler Murray I'm concerned about right now is. He really didn't. He didn't. He didn't pull it down and run much much last week. And if you've seen, he's been dealing with a shoulder injury now. Both Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury have come out and said that the shoulder is fine. But you always have to wonder. Like they, they don't stand. There's nothing they stand to gain by telling you. Oh yeah, the, the you know, especially when they know he's going to start. They don't gain anything by telling the opponent, "Hey, our quarterback's shoulder's a little bit banged up. So when he gets outside of the pocket, feel free to go ahead and light him up." 
Um, so I'm a little concerned about Kyler Murray running right now, and because you have a good option to turn to in Josh Allen, I would use him over Murray. Perfect. Kind of what I was thinking until I see him running again. Exactly. I'm, exactly. Let's let's see. It, so. Let's no. That's exactly it. Let's see how he go, he does this week. And because you've got a good option, Chris, I certainly would go ahead and use Allen over Murray. Let's try Ron and Schomburg. Hey, Ron. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Very well. Yeah, I want to thank you for all the help uh, you gave me during the uh, year. I'm in a standard two-quarterback league, and I'm uh, in first, one game up, holding on to first place. But Beautiful. I'm shooting for a bye, so I need a win to uh, maintain it. But I have uh, four players. I need one. I've got uh, Cam Akers, Cooper mm-hmm. Cup, Brandon Ayuk, and Terry M- M- McLaurin. McLaurin. Um, he's on the injured. Yes. Questionable. And so he's a... Late game, a 4 o'clock game on, two, on Monday? Yes. You know what, though? It, it, this is perfect, Ron, because you're in a really good spot here. I, I'm going to use McLaurin. I think he'll probably play. He was listed as questionable leading into the Cowboys game as well, the Thanksgiving Cowboys game. He still played in that game. He's had the extra days of rest because of, you know, that was, you know, a Thursday now. I think McLaurin is probably going to play. But the great news is you've got Brandon Ayuk. You've got a built-in backup because they're playing the late game on Monday. So I would lock in McLaurin. And if we find out for some reason he's not going to play, then you can turn to Ayuk. But, you know, Terry McLaurin is just he, – he's a great player. Whenever, whenever you can, you have to get him into your lineup. I think better things are ahead, too. Um, I guess Alex Smith, he, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't go down the field as much as you'd like as, you know, maybe when Kyle Allen was under center. But he's – a competent professional quarterback. And so, I, you know, McLaurin, I think he's going to see a lot of catches when he's out there. And if, if worst-case scenario, you do have Brandon Ayuk to turn to. And I'm going to take your advice. Uh, I could see that uh, Houston's available in my, in my league. I'm going to drop Bittman. He's been a good player, but I just uh, yeah, take your advice you know, with the two uh, defenses. I like that. that Ron, that, uh, thanks for the call. That leads me perfectly. That's exactly what you want to do. Wide receiver, there's, they're plentiful. All right, and if you get into a spot where you have to turn go to the waiver wire, chances are unless you're in like a 16 team league, and if if you're in that deep a league, maybe it's a little bit different. But in 12 or 10 team leagues, wide receiver is plentiful. There's guys on the on the uh, free agent list who, if you if you release Michael Pittman, you know certainly there's always the chance that he could go off. But there's plenty of guys who are very similar names to Michael Pittman. So if you're trying to find room for that second defense, definitely look at the wide receiver spot because those guys are very replaceable on the waiver wire. All right. We're talking about guys that you need to turn to in the waiver wire. We mentioned the defenses. What about the running backs? Which running backs are must own as we head into the playoffs? We'll talk about that next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. It is handcuff season in fantasy football. Pinky. All right, so what do you do with your running backs? Which guys need to be rostered at this point? Now, earlier in the week, I gave out the advice on Carmen and Yurko that Alexander Madison was a must-own. Well, 
We found out yesterday that he had an appendectomy. He's not going to play today, and there's a very strong possibility that he will be out in week 14 at the minimum. So Alexander Madison went on, on Tuesday went from a, a must-own on somebody's roster to somebody who you can go ahead and cut today if you're looking for uh, a player to add via uh, free agency. Mike Boone steps in as the Vikings replacement, although he's not in the same category as Alexander Madison. We already know Devontae Booker would have been one of those names who was a must-handcuff, but obviously he's been snapped up from your waiver wire because of Josh Jacobs' injury. Rolling through the rest of the league, Tony Pollard, if he's out there and available, I think you have to grab him because he would immediately become the feature back in Dallas if anything happened to Zeke. I'd also add that, uh, you know who's looked really good in spurts? Dante, uh, Dante Foreman. He's returned for the Tennessee Titans. I think if anything happened to Derrick Henry, he would likely be the guy who would see a pretty significant increase in workload. I also saw, because of the bye weeks this week, the Panthers and Bucks. I saw that Mike Davis was released in one of my leagues. Everybody's anticipating Christian McCaffrey will be back in week 14, but that is not for sure. And so if somebody went out and dumped Mike Davis this week because of the bye and they assume McCaffrey will be back in week 14, again, I think next week when we're here, we will be talking about McCaffrey coming back for the Panthers, but you never know. It's a situation where the Panthers may just say, you know what, we're so close to the end of the season, why risk it? You know, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. He's already he's already had a knee injury this year. So just because we're, we're, we're seeing some news about McCaffrey probably being, being back, I would still hang on to Mike Davis. I think those are pretty much the biggest names who are out there who may not be owned, who should be snapped up off your waiver wire because uh, as we approach the playoffs, you never know who could be a league winner uh, in case of injury. So make sure you're prepared for that. All right, we're going to whisk through these final calls here on ESPN 1000. Again, the fantasy football show on here every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. If you'd like to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. I try and answer as many questions as I can before kickoff as well. So you can hit me up as the, there as well if we can't get to you on the show. Although, you know what? One, more, one thing I did want to mention, uh, Tom Gilmartin hit me up on Twitter. He said... Hey, ran the Carrig Challenge 5K while listening to the Fantasy Football Show. Thanks, Meller. We went from losing our top three picks. In the, ah, you know what? Thank you, Tom, for listening. Uh, I thought he had the question. There was someone right below him who had Bill. Bill, Sk- Bill Skaronsky wanted to know, hey, should I start Alvin Kamara or Antonio Gibson this week? And that seems crazy to be even be asking that question. But if you saw uh, on Thanksgiving, Antonio Gibson for the Washington football team, Looked dynamic, scored three touchdowns, was breaking runs. Of course, it was certainly a bonus to get that that one late that salted the game away. But you still can't start him against Kamara this week. But it would be a much tougher decision if Washington didn't have Pittsburgh on the schedule. Kamara has certainly been, he hasn't been utilized in the passing game with Taysom Hill under center the way he normally is. So, I you know what, I will say this. I, it's not outlandish if, if it's not... If it's not PPR scoring, it's not outlandish to go ahead and use Antonio Gibson this week over Kamara because Taysom Hill just hasn't been dumping it off the way Drew Brees generally does. All right, Fast and Furious here. Let's try Steve and Carol Stream. Hey, Steve, what do you got? Uh, Quarterback question, Taysom Hill or Ryan Tannehill? So I would use Ryan Tannehill, Steve, because Taysom Hill, and it's not even bad. Last week, I don't even count. Uh, the running floor is there for Taysom Hill, but I think the chance for Tannehill to put up big numbers is 
is is there. Whereas Taysom Hill, I think he's generally going to fall somewhere between that twelve to twenty, you know, point range for most scoring formats. So I think the upside for Tannehill to sco- to throw you three or four touchdowns is there. Whereas I just don't think Taysom Hill. It's the same. Let's try Nathan, who's in Burbank. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. I need one. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, my pleasure. Go ahead. Uh, I need one flex PPR. Uh, Hopkins, I understand your concerns about Murray, and the Rams are really tough. They're number one against the, uh, deep, uh, against wide receivers in uh, ESPN. Yeah. Uh, the other three, Hunt, Miles Gaskin, Devontae Booker. I need to win to get in the playoffs. <sighs> Boy, Nathan, this is tough. This is tough. I personally, I'll tell you the way I would play it. So the fantasy expert in me says, I would probably advise to use Devontae Booker. I think the matchup's too sweet without Jacobs. I think Booker's going to get 20 carries today. However, the fantasy football player in me, Nate, says, I could not live with myself if I lost the game and DeAndre Hopkins went off on my bench. So, that, that you have, can you live with, if, if Hopkins goes off, can you live with yourself? Because I think Booker is the best play based on matchup today and touches. But, can you live with yourself if Nate, if Hopkins goes off and he's the reason you lose? You have can you can you because I couldn't as a player. Yeah, it, it, no, I could absolutely live with myself because I was five and one, mm-hmm. and now I'm si- and now I'm six and seven, or I'm uh, uh, five and seven. So Nate, I, Nate, you're, Nate, you're, Nate, you're the fantasy football version of the Bears. Exactly. So I need to win to get in today. All right. Uh, so there you go, Nate. That's the way I would play it. I would use Booker. But you have to be okay with the fact that uh, if Hopkins goes off, you know you you made the decision. Because I'll tell you, the way I play in fantasy generally, I can't. There's certain guys who I just cannot live with myself if they go off and they're on my bench. Let's try Sean, who's on the north side. Hey, Sean. Hey, I've got a flex position, but I was able to pick up uh, Devontae Booker, so it changed a bit uh, from Benny Snell. Okay. So I've got Chase Claypool. I've got uh, Deontay Johnson and Booker, and I think I'm going to go with Booker and a flex. It's a half point PPR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I I, I think um, I think Sean, I I would use Booker as well. If I'm willing to use Booker over Hopkins, I'm certainly willing to use him over Claypool and Deontay Johnson. And there's not too many scenarios where I would normally say, "Hey, go ahead and use Booker," but I just think he steps into the featured back role. And against the Jets today, a team that really feels like they've given up as they're seemingly tanking for Trevor Lawrence. So uh, I would use Booker over both those Steeler wide receivers because the truth is. Either Steelers wide receiver can go crazy, but it's hard to predict which guy is actually going to score the touchdowns there. Let's try Tom, who's in Bridgeport. Hey, Tom. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, I need two of these four. Uh, Wayne Gallman, Melvin Gordon, Damian Harris, or Diabo Samuel, wide receiver from San Francisco. Yeah, so uh, Debo Samuel is somebody who I would definitely get into the lineup. And then of those other guys, I'd probably use Melvin Gordon. Philip Lindsay's expected to return from an injury this week, but um, I think Melvin Gordon is of those other options probably the best guy. He'll he'll probably see the goal line carries. Let's uh, quickly try Jerry, who's in Darien. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Jeff. I'm Grandma Jerry. Grandma Jerry, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm in first place, um, holding on by a thread. Um, full point PPR. I need. Um, three of the four, Kenyon Drake, Melvin Gordon, Neheim Hines, Miles Gaskin. All right, Grandma Jerry. Well, let's uh, get you locked in the first place there. I'm going to say I would use Kenyon Drake, and because it's PPR scoring, I think I would use 
Gaskin, and I would go ahead and use Melvin Gordon there, Jerry. So uh, good luck to you. All right, folks, we are out of time. Thanks for listening, though. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. I will be back after the Bears game with Howard Griffith, breaking it down with you on ESP 1000 for two hours. So make sure you're there. You're here with us for that as well. But don't forget, coming up at 10 o'clock, it's the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show with Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley. They'll get you set for Bears and Lions. So stick around for that coming up at 10 o'clock. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Tyler Aki for all the hard work he's done. And uh, check out the new White Sox weekly show every Saturday morning starting at 9 a.m. I host that as well. So uh, make sure you're there for that as well. Thanks for listening, folks.